Purple Heart Homes presents Putting the Pieces Back Together, a forum for veterans and the community to connect. Here are your hosts, veterans John Galena and Brad Borders. Welcome to today's uh, episode of Putting the Pieces Back Together, where you're sure to get a good laugh. Uh, if nothing else, we got Devin uh, here with us, and uh, he's he's going to keep uh, keep us on our toes. That's what keep, Marines do. Keep you on your toes. I Heck, I, I'm I'm surprised to see you here. You you were gone last week on your secret mission. I, I have been gone. It wasn't so secret. No, no. Uh, well, it wasn't oh, so secret. well, Brad told me it was yeah. secret. I was. Well, I mean, the Secret Service was there. Oh, but it wasn't oh, so secret. The Secret Service that does yeah. sound exciting. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that something we can talk about, or is yeah. that is that yeah, a secret? So we uh, we had a, a great visit with uh, President uh, George W. Bush, and I got to do a, a, a little recording with him for a special edition of Military Makeover that'll be coming up and airing in November. Holy smokes, that's amazing! Yeah, so we just kept it secret from you. <laughs> yeah, I noticed I wasn't invited to go visit. Uh, well, you had to, you had to do Bush. a security a... background check with the Secret oh, Service. My we gosh. were worried about the Marines. <laughs> Listen, I... I'm, I'm thankful I got I'm thankful I got Bates here to help protect me today. Is I'm I'm in the room without Chap, and I'm worried about the Marine. Uh, all the worst things that I did, the government told me to do. So. <laughs> I somehow don't believe that. That's uh, probably not true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! But we're we're excited about uh, being on the show with you today. We've uh, certainly had an exciting few weeks. Lots of events. Lots of uh, projects happening for Purple Heart Homes and for our, the veterans that we serve. And we got some really exciting uh, things coming up here over the next several weeks oh, too. Oh yeah, there's a there's a golf tournament. I, I believe. Uh, you know, I, I believe. Tim Bates may be on the committee for that golf tournament. He might could tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Not only on the committee, we're playing. Uh, my brother-in-law is flying down from Michigan. All right. It's October 27th, next Friday. Uh, we're playing at uh, a Rocky River Country Club in, in Concord. Beautiful course. We were out there a couple weeks ago. The greens are in great shape. Fairways are great. And there's even an attack eagle that's out there. There is. There is. <laughs> yeah, they got a, yeah, they got a hawk out there in it swoops down, but it's closer over by the driving range. You just gotta watch out for it. If if you don't have any hair, you might want to wear a hat. Just because so, I think it's an egg. Uh, um, it, like, it, the reflection uh, messes with its depth for some reason. It might run into you. <laughs> that, ha that happened a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, the 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 it, it is a hawk. It's not an eagle. But uh, yeah, the hawk uh, attacked the bald dude out on the course. Are you serious? My, yeah. my gosh, I'm going to have to wear a bandana or something yeah. if I go yeah, out Yeah, he, he immediately, put on, he immediately a put on a hat. A do-rag. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any Purple Heart Home do-rags? I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, no, no Purple Heart Home's do-rags. Oh my! Yep. So my brother-in-law's flying down. He's the one that hit you with the golf ball last year. Oh Back yeah, in. yeah. I'm staying off the course this year. <laughs> I still yeah. owe him twenty bucks. That's uh, right. <laughs> yeah. So I'll we're looking forward to it. If you've never been hit by a golf ball, uh, don't. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. And yeah. and I understand that we're supposed to also have a, a special driver out there. Is that correct? I don't know anything about us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We've got the, the rifle will be out there shooting on, uh, I think it's hole 13, where you put your golf ball launcher in there, and it shoots it down there pretty far. So, 
Yeah, it's a great, great mulligan package for sure. So uh, if you haven't signed up, you like to uh, come out and support the cause, uh, check out the website, phhusa.org. Uh, click on the events tab, and you will find the uh, annual Purple Heart Homes Golf Tournament there where you can sign up. You can be a sponsor. You can uh, play and participate. Or if you'd like, you can sponsor a veteran team to come out and play and participate. So Absolutely. great, great show, great event. And so, uh, Devin, why don't you introduce our guests here today for us? Well, uh, we have... The amazing Chuck Harris, who is a Army veteran, uh, retired, and uh, he has has had a lot of experience. Uh, he was in both uh, Vietnam and uh, Desert Storm, and and uh, just everything in between, and also now the president of the local American Legion. Hey, Chuck, you want to introduce yourself? Say hi. Yeah, my name is Chuck Harris. I'm the commander of uh, American Legion Post 65 in Statesville. Uh, like Devin said, I'm an uh, Army veteran. Uh, my career started back in 1967. Uh, and to tell you a little bit about what was going on in 1967, uh, Vietnam was hot and heavy. Uh, Walter Cronkite was pretty popular. Uh, so I used to watch the news uh, loyally every night at 6 o'clock to watch uh, Walter Cronkite. And in that, um, I got to see what was going on in Vietnam. And it, what really resonated with me was there was a lot of, I call them ground pounders, infantry. And uh, most of the footage was of, of that, uh, that career branch. And I said, I don't want to do that. I do not want to be infantry in Vietnam. Uh, so... A lot of people were, were getting drafted at that time, and I said, well, one sure way not to uh, do that. You pick your path, right? <laughs> is to enlist. Yeah. So uh, long story short, I scored out on my ASFAB. Uh, for some reason, I was smart enough to get into aviation. At that time, the, the two uh, highest uh, scores go to uh, the medical branch as well as aviation. So I got in there and uh, I just I enjoyed it so well that I stayed for almost 28 years. Um, 28 years. Now, now let's just uh, call us out here real quick. Uh, you're not just with any American Legion post. <laughs> you are with a special and very active American Legion post right here in our in our own community in Statesville, Post that 65. Is, that is a gross understatement. It is a gross understatement. So uh, we got just a couple minutes for our break. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that you guys got going on there at Post 65. Well, we, uh, we're one of the largest posts. We've got 270 members, uh, and that's just veterans. Uh, along with that, we've got an auxiliary, which is most of their spouses and girlfriends. We've got sons, which are uh, their relatives of somebody that served. And we've got American Legion Riders, which is a motorcycle uh, group of our post. Um, we do a lot of uh, community type things. Uh, we do a lot of funerals, way too many funerals. Uh, for the local um, general homes and families, but it's just a great family-orientated uh, group, and uh, we're proud to support Purple Heart Homes, and they they do amazing things for Post 65 as well. 
Uh, thank you for that. And, uh, you, you know, you guys are just uh, really special and dear to us. And, you know, I, I think about uh, all the different posts. Uh, I think you guys have the coolest piece of yard art in America. And oh, so, my. Uh, yeah, that thing's so cool. Tell us a little bit about that. It's actually a uh, uh, Vietnam uh, War veteran. It, it started off as a G-model Cobra, and it went from G-model Cobras all the way to uh, S-model Cobras. And two months ago at our meeting, we actually had a pilot that flew that thing in Vietnam. Wow. He just happened to show up. So I guess the stars kind of got together, and it was amazing. He actually flew that very helicopter. Yep, and in each each aircraft's got a unique tail number, and he just came to the post and happened to look at that tail number and says, dang, that's the Kentucky woman. I what, flew that you, bird. You guys had a lot of vets come through here recently on motorcycles doing a big American Legion ride. Yep. Oh, wow, that, that's amazing. And, and we'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Uh, we're going to go to our commercial break. You're listening to uh, Putting the Pieces Back Together. back to putting the pieces back together and uh, we are glad to be here with our friend chuck harris army veteran and uh, chuck before we cut over to break you were telling us a little bit about that cobra that uh not not to be confused with the snake but the cobra helicopter uh that was uh that you guys have parked out there in front of the american legion post and uh you guys had a, an american legion uh a ride here recently and I don't, it wasn't coast to coast but uh you had a couple of hundred uh cycle bikers right. come through and they they generally stop at our post uh for a break yeah and if they if they're smart enough to let us know they're coming We'll have refreshment and just, just kind of uh, let their hair down before they get back on the road. Um, but getting back to the aircraft, um, it's kind of unique because the unit that I uh, was part of that built up going to Vietnam, we took the very first Cobras to Vietnam in '68. Really? The and it was it, it, it was not one of those. Uh, it was not that air particular aircraft, but it was. Uh, it was it was it was of uh, that design, right? Now now cobra, that cobra may not be uh, the snake, but it, I bet uh, the bite is uh, just as bad, right? <laughs> well, uh, the uh, the strategy on those aircraft was they call it hunter killer teams, and the the hunter was uh, uh, it was called OH six loach a little bird, and that would get down actually into the trees. Well, the Cobra was flying at about 300 feet, just orbiting around the Little Bird, and the mission of the Little Bird was to draw fire. And once once they would reveal their their uh, location by shooting at the Little Bird, it was a bad day. Oh, man. I it, bet that was a sight to see there. But you start putting a couple of 2.7-pound rockets on them. Yeah. It, it creates a bad, a bad memory. Uh, for for somebody, so traumatic uh, brain injury. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I like I like that little bad dad joke you had that you threw in there. You well, know? you know, the whole snake bite, cobra. That was kind. Of, that was kind of cool. You know, I was talking to you earlier about seeing President Bush uh, out in uh, Dallas. Yeah. Uh, you know who else I saw last week? 
I, I, please tell me. Everybody I looked at. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, oh, man. It wasn't as bad the, as the snake. The <laughs> engineer is giving us the thumbs down. He said we just lost six <laughs> listeners. Uh, wow. And we only had seven, so that's... Yeah, right? <laughs> All right, so oh you, you did a tour in 68 in Vietnam, and, and that was as a pilot. Is that, is that right? No, I, I, I was a, not a pilot. I was a crew member. Oh, crew member. Okay, and tell us a little bit about that. Um, it was a, all, all your days in Vietnam were long days. Mm. Uh, yeah. And long days, I would say, average day, maybe 18 hours, 20 hours, mm. some 24 hours. It depends upon the the uh, what was going on, what uh, what the enemy was doing, uh, if friendlies were in contact, things like that, and you would uh, you would actually uh, the op tempo was designated by what was going on out there. If you had uh, friendlies in contact, you don't you don't go to bed until they're not in contact any longer. If that means that you're you're flying or you're you're supporting them uh, till you're exhausted in aviation, you just have somebody relieve you on station, and you go back so you can fly safely, and that just goes around the clock. Um, just a constant rotation. Right, and uh, I mean during Tet of '68, all you do is rearm, salvo. Rearm, salvo, twenty-four-seven. I mean, there, there, were, there was so much uh, contact out there that the only way you're gonna slow it up is by dumping lead on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that wasn't just for aviation; that was a whole friendly forces that did that. That must have been exhausting, and uh, and I can't imagine the. What that does to your you mentally uh, when when you're just constantly uh, having to 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 fight that fight and uh, and you don't know when it's going to end and and so many of our our, our Vietnam veterans were, were faced with those same conditions and and I, that's one of the things at Purple Heart Homes that uh, we one of the reasons why we want to focus on on the Vietnam era and, and Korean veterans is because. Their war was was so much different than the ones that that we fought in, um, and so uh, I want to thank you for for your service and, and being part of that. And uh, some one of the main reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is because uh, I, I once spoke with you about your experience coming back from Vietnam, and then later on, you you had a different experience. Would you, would you like to tell us about that a little bit? Uh, before I do that, I'd, I'd like to um, share an experience I had with Reboot because Absolutely. that kind of that kind of brings the whole thing back together. Um, so, th- like I said earlier, the United States in '68 was not a real fun place to be if you were a service person. Uh, riding in the industries, kind of like maybe two years ago when all. All the United States was burning because of the people just rioting because they're a bunch of idiots. Uh, but that's what was going on throughout the entire country, and it was all against the military. Yeah. Uh, they could not understand what the, the United States was doing in Vietnam, uh, and it just got, it went from there. 
Um, so when you come back from Vietnam, the experience um, was not pleasant. The, the rioting that carried over to disrespect of the troops when they came back, um, you would, most of the time you would have civilian clothes with you. So when you got off the airplane, the first thing you'd do is get rid of your uniform uh, because all they want to do is fight you, spit on you. Uh, and that went on uh, probably through, well, for me, through 68 and it ended in about 72 when the Vietnam wound down. Uh, but there was, there was really hard feelings for a long time. So um, to go fast forward, I was uh, in the 82nd for a lot of years, and we, our job was to kick the door down and then follow on troops to come in and do the, the rest of the fighting. But uh, anyway, I, August the 10th is when, when uh, the desert started, and I was on the first C-5 bringing Apaches in. We had a guy by the name of Prince Turkey. He's telling us to take our C-5 off of his air airfield. Prince Turkey? And, and he actually got to talk to me. Uh, but anyway, when we came back, uh, I was on the first bird coming back. And I don't know if that was uh, divine guidance or whatever, but anyway, that first bird came in through New York. Um, I guess it's called Kennedy whatever that airport is, the big airport in New York JFK. City. JFK. Yeah. JFK. JFK. Well, they had fire trucks out there. They had about 10 fire trucks on each side of the tarmac, and they were shooting water over our airplane. We pulled in, into a uh, park, and the whole airplane unloaded. Well, once we got inside the terminal, it was, I mean, it was wall-to-wall people that were supporting us, shaking our hands, patting our backs uh and i was one of the very few that uh got to witness both both uh experiences um but just to to uh tell you about what's going on over purple heart homes uh brad uh borders and uh devon uh we were in a class it was a 12-week class called Reboot. And what us old farts and new farts would uh, would actually witness was we, we don't know how screwed up we are. And I've been married for 52 years, and my wife, she could tell you how screwed up I was. <laughs> Believe me, it don't matter if you've been married yeah. for five days. <laughs> yeah, they can always tell you. But, but she, she's quite vocal, and she would tell me, and I said, hey, you're talking to the wrong guy. But through that conversation, um, I was actually the only Vietnam veteran in that class. But we had other uh, deployment uh, experiences there. And through that experience, we all had a common commonality that we were all basically combat veterans. And we all, you know, I could, I could talk about something in combat, and I'd say, yeah, yeah that should happen to me too. Mm. So in the, that conversation, on um, breaks, we would get together and just hash it out. And after after that 12th class, we are still in contact with each other. And that's over a year ago. So, um, such a such a great program. And you know, just a couple of thoughts that just come to my mind. I want to share with you. You know, I, I find it so 
amazing at the differences in the way that veterans are treated when they come home. And it's part of what our what our book about uh, uh, welcome. Uh, Oh my gosh, Wounded Homecoming. I can't remember the name of my own book. Your book. Wow. <laughs> Wounded Homecoming. And, you know, and this idea, and part of for me, what, what the realization was when we returned home, we landed in Bangor, Maine, and it was the first place we touched down on American soil. And it was about one o'clock in the morning, and there were seven Vietnam veterans standing there waiting, saluting us as we got off the plane. And, and I remember thinking to myself, man, why are all these guys out here? They should be in bed, you know? And, <laughs> and, and I just, you know, saluted and just kept on walking. I thought, man, they're nuts. A couple of years later, the impact that it had on me to realize their, particularly Vietnam veterans' intentionality to make sure that we were welcomed home the proper way has had a profound impact, not on me and just myself personally, but on how we focus on Vietnam veterans. And so uh, we'll be right back. We're going to cut to a quick break. Uh, you're listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes here on WSIC News Talk Now. All right, Devin, let's hear it. You got, any, you got any more wise cracks towards me? Just, uh, hey, welcome back to Putting the Pieces Back Together, where hopefully Devin gets to keep his job. and uh, Yeah, hopefully Brad comes <laughs> back soon. <laughs> hey, Brad. You know, I, I think maybe we should take a break from uh, from what I had to say. And uh, Speaking and of what you had to say, <laughs> you know, I, I was really amazed at, at, the, uh, at the Tribute for the Troops Gala this past uh, week with uh, you and your bride. And, and in the process... I heard that you were going around asking people for prayers. Asking people for prayers? Yeah. I, I'm not exactly you, sure what you're referring to. To pray for the buttons on your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. Wow. Shots fired. Oh, man. That is, wow. I, you know, I'm speechless for once. I, yeah. I, I, I don't even... That hurt. That, that hurt. hurt. I'm just, just, just doing what your wife told me to do. <laughs> oh I, hey, I am properly trained and domesticated. I know when a woman speaks that, uh, that I I answer. I, I do what I'm told to do. I maybe had to purchase a new shirt uh, in order to go to the gala. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you, old JD's food over there, it was uh, it was great. If you missed that event, you you missed a spectacular meal. Oh, man, it was phenomenal. And uh, I, I was so happy to be invited uh, both as a... Uh, man, what a tear-jerking just concert. I mean, just unbelievable. And uh, for those of you who, who don't know what we're talking about, the Tribute the Troops uh, had their, their annual dinner, and they brought all the Gold Star families locally. And uh, I, honestly, there were, there were times where I, uh, I literally. I, I just up. I'll make just, one correction. There weren't all there, but not all there, there was a bunch of them there. And to yes. hear all the names that were read, it, it was, I don't know, Chuck. What do you think? Maybe two hundred names of of men all and women that had it. that had passed and been killed in service, and just to hear the bell ring for every name that was read and. And then for uh, Rocky Lynn's song that he played, absolutely. Oh man, I, I it just it broke me down like a shotgun. And and if you didn't feel it when uh, when when those family members said the name mm. of their their lost one, and you could hear them choke in their voice, man, I 
you don't have you don't have heart. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. It was uh, certainly a moving uh, experience just as a whole. And, you know, I feel so blessed to uh, call uh, states North Carolina home and uh, just Iredell County as a whole. And, you know, we I really do believe we are, are if not the, we are one of the most uh, patriotic uh, communities and states in America. And, and it just goes to what we were speaking with Chuck about and, and this idea of service and getting involved and whether it's an American Legion post, tributes to the troops, uh, Purple Heart Homes, so many great organizations. And what I love the most about our community is no matter which one of those organizations or so many more, the willingness to work together for the common good and the benefit of those that are in need. And, and I think that really, uh, you know, epitomizes the, the veteran, right? That it's not that, that we went and fought. It's not that we wanted to fight. It's that we care about how other people live and, and that they can enjoy freedom. And, and that goes through so many different different realms of, of what freedom is. But I uh, really, really appreciate you being here with us today, Chuck, and sharing some of your Thank stories. You. And we're going to come back to you here just in a minute. But uh, first, uh, we're going to hear from Mr. Bates, and he is going to share a little bit with us about... Uh, Purple Heart Homes Project of the Week. Yeah, uh, this week it's it's Mr. Aaron Cash. He is 94 years young. He lives in Dade City, Florida. His uh, his roof, he's got a flat roof and it's leaking and he's got old uh, electrical through the whole house and uh, he needs that fixed. During the uh, winter months, he gets uh, cold and chilly and so they can't plug in space heaters or anything like that because they'll pop and everything else in the house. A little bit of background on this Mr. Cash, who's a true hero, uh, was over in Korea. Uh, his first tour over there, he received a bronze star for saving a, a colonel's life. And then after that happened, him and his uh, a fellow soldier, a grenade hit the side of the truck, blew up. When they fell out of the truck, they were slashed with a bayonet by a Korean soldier um, and then butt-stroked with it. I guess the, he must have been on ammo or something. And luckily, another jeep came up, so the guy took off. Um, they they came back. They got bandaged up. He came back to the states and was actually a bodyguard for uh, the scientist. One of the scientists who uh, created a nerve gas went back over, volunteered to go back over. And when he went over the, the second time, uh, he was part of the Frozen Chosen. I don't know if you've ever heard that wow. story, but it's like, and it yeah. was mostly uh, Marines, but there was some Army that had got uh, their units had got destroyed or, or were basically broken up. So they joined that that group out there. Anyways, he's in need. So I found a, um, luckily we had a phone call. Aunt Tammy received a phone call a couple weeks ago from a, a Greg Beasley who lives down there. He's a roofer. They had no idea about Mr. and Cash, but he wanted to do something to help us out. Um, I got a hold of him. He's working diligently to get his, uh, his people to supply the materials, and then he's going to put in a lot of money as far as doing the wood material and, and all the labor for the roof. But we still need, you know, uh, donations and, and, and that sort for his uh, electrical work to be pulled out. So great opportunity folks to uh, get involved and support and you know there's so much uh, need out there and and it's you know typically it's not just one thing at home right it's yeah. you know it can be a couple of couple of issues and and uh, tim i know we've had you on the show quite a few times uh, just as a guest sharing different things and uh, I, I guess this is probably my first time being on here with you as a co-host and so glad to be on yeah. here with you but how many projects have you uh, completed this year so far this year i'm up at 39 now i think for this year and so i know that's um you know it's it's rewarding 
to oh, be absolutely. able to make the difference in those lives. But I can also uh, understand the uh, the emotional stress just seeing uh, how these different veterans uh, have need and how challenging it can be to find that support for them. And so just uh, just kind of putting you on the spot for a minute, how does this make you feel about Mr. Cash? I mean, 94-year-old veteran. So just uh, being in this time of year and uh, and some of our, our, our grants have been utilized for this year, so uh, when when that comes up, it, it hurts because, you know, it, his daughter talks about, you know, the winter's coming and it's going to be cold in his house. And oh she's God. not sure if he can make it through without this left work done. So we do have some amazing people at Purple Heart Homes. Uh, um, Joel Dalton is, is working diligently and oh, there's a little funny story in that, too. Uh, he lives in Dade City, Florida. So I Googled that and it had, came up with the county. So I told him the county. So he reached out to all the county commissioners and, and the mayor and all that and emailed him a big, long, you know, hey, if there's any way to support it. Uh, come to find out, he doesn't actually live in that county. <laughs> so, <laughs> so but I, I'm glad me and Joel are, are good friends. And so <laughs> he had to kind of reach back out to them. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's up. It, it, it's going to work out. And I, I just feel like it's going to work out. So well, I know there's uh, just literally millions of great Americans out there that want to get involved, want to support, and want to make sure that our veterans have uh, have the heat, have uh, have the security and peace of mind that they enjoy each day as well. So thank you for all that work that you're doing. And, and uh, you know, I, I think you're doing a great job here on the show. And maybe we need to talk about you replacing Devin. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Wow. Oh, oh, I forgot. <laughs> Devin's here with me still. Wait a minute. We'll talk about that later when we get back to that pink I mean, slip yeah. on my desk. Oh. <laughs> Wow, uh, it looks like I'm being. You got any more great comments? Yeah, you know that was actually a good comment. You know? It was a good comment. Yeah, I didn't like that feel... great question. Oh man, the shade being thrown my way today. Uh, it's have, you, good... have you missed me yet? <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I gotta say, I, I'm. It's gonna look I at your calendar like, uh, soon. You're gonna be gone again. <laughs> I feel like I should hold my comments till the end of the show. <laughs> That's we'll terrible. leave it with that. How was terrible. Why is the show? Why, why is Joe giving a thumbs up now? I, I think Joe was, was. You were telling me he's giving me a thumbs down about my bad dad joke. <laughs> now he's giving me a thumbs up. What's that saying? Um, I, you know, I, again, at a loss for words. Are you ready and, for a break? Uh, do is it coming up for 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 gosh sake? I'm I'm uh, I am ready. You're yeah. drowning. You're drowning, I'm drowning. Devin. I'm drowning. <laughs> for the <laughs> listeners <laughs> that are out there. Um, uh, if, if you if you want to save my job, go to phhusa.org and just 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 tell them uh, we're going to be right back after these messages. You're listening to putting the pieces back together. All right, welcome back to Putting the Pieces Back Together, presented by Purple Heart Homes, where you are here live with us at WSIC News Talk Now. And uh, we are joined by Vietnam veteran Chuck Harris, um, member of American Legion Post 65 right here in Statesville. We are thrilled to have you here with us, Chuck. And uh, this uh, last part of the segment, the only thing I'm going to ask is that you talk the whole time so I don't have to talk to Devin no more on the show. Oh, wow. I, <laughs> Devin's still know, here. I right. almost got fired during <laughs> the break. <laughs> I went outside and got my pink slip out of the car ready for you. Well, Chuck, yeah, yeah. let's, uh, let's see. You're talking. still talking, Devin. <laughs> 
So, so Chuck, you sharing a little bit with us about your your service, how you joined the service, uh, what it was like coming home. Uh, now, share if you don't mind, share with us a little bit about what it's like to serve other veterans. And I, I know during some of our breaks, we've been talking about uh, you know recruiting to get younger veterans in. But why is it important for you to see the work continue through the American Legion? Uh, I, I guess uh, the bottom line is that I discovered. Uh, a long time ago that uh, the military is just a bunch of brothers. Mm. It doesn't matter whether you're a Marine, Sailor, Army, it doesn't matter. You've got the, the same purpose, you've got the same experiences, and um, I guess bashful is, is a good word here. A lot of the, the veterans uh, are are bashful to ask for help uh, after they find out that they do they do have an uh, issue. Um, but if, if I can just take a minute and tell you one of the things that our post does, and we've got a lot of Vietnam veterans, but there are uh, a lot of veterans, but we discovered that um, you're, you're entitled to get taken care of by our government, and that arm is the VA. So with the VA, a lot of a lot of veterans they they got they said, well, I had a, a bad experience one time or uh, whatever that's about. But you got to be tenacious. And post sixty five has got a lot of people. It's got a lot of experience with the VA. So even if you don't join our post, the third Tuesday or third yes, the third Tuesday of every month we've got a veterans coffee. And we have veteran, uh, we've got VA uh, people, we've got whatever you would like to talk about um, to take care of you. So um, that's what, I, what I'd personally get out of it, uh, the ability to help people, give them the knowledge to help themselves, uh, which early on for me wasn't there. What, t what time is that? You said thir every third Tuesday? It's the, every third week of the month, th Tuesday. Uh, at nine o'clock, post sixty-five, okay. and we always have somebody that that somebody has to be there. Uh, this past week, we had our uh, VSO, our new VSO, uh, for Ardell County. Who who is that? I haven't met him yet. Uh, his last name's Feimster. I can't remember his oh. first name, but he's only been there like two weeks. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. We'll have to uh, bring him down to Purple Heart Homes. Yeah. Give him a tour. Yeah, absolutely. I'll grab him and. Give you a call and tell him tell you I was away because he's he seems to be a pretty pretty straight up guy willing to do the the right things for veterans. That's great, you know, and I, I think there's uh, there's something really unique and special in the in the process and and the relationship with the veteran community uh, coming together as they're as they're applying for uh, various disabilities through the VA and and. You've got to use the exact right specific language, right? Mm -hmm. That if 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 you say hurt, for instance, versus injured, it it has a it has a difference in in how it's perceived uh, by the raiders and by the folks that are processing those claims, and so they're looking for certain keywords. And if you're not using those keywords, even though it might mean the same thing, then it gets kicked back. And then if you don't make that, you know, that reply within a certain number of days, you know, it's like an insurance company. Well, it's just it's been accepted. 
right? Mm-hmm. You accepted our no, and right. so therefore uh, it's no. It's always going to be no. But if you uh, if if you reapply and if you you know rebut their their no, then then you can change that language and you can see you know progress and success. And uh, sometimes it's uh, it's all about proving it, right? And and a little known fact that most uh, most veterans are not aware of is that you can go into the VA and the VA doctor can say no, but then if you go to a private doctor and a private doctor says yes, there's a form that you can fill out with the private doctor's opinion and the VA has to accept that private doctor's opinion. And so, I mean, there's, there's little nuanced things that if you don't know how to navigate this you know, mammoth system we call the VA, then, then you might just get lost in, in the process. So. They send you a lot of paperwork, and there's a lot of language in there that's not for the common folks to read either. So, and, and sometimes it's paperwork to tell you that they sent you paperwork and to remind you that you got more paperwork <laughs> to fill out. Don't even get me started on VA math because I'm still uh, trying to figure that out. <laughs> two and one does not make three. Two and one makes two point one. Exactly. Well, well I, I'll give you a class on the VA math sometime. Well, yeah. Yeah. Can't sure. wait for this. I can give you a real, a real quick. Uh, uh, deal on the VSO and there's just like everybody in the world there's a good one there's a bad one but the job of a VSO is to get you to navigate that that yep. bureaucracy mm-hmm. uh, and, and just to give you an, an example um, you hear a lot of people get turned down for for uh, Asian orange well there's a thing called presumptive if you stepped one foot in Vietnam you are presumed to have uh, Agent Orange, but a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of VSOs didn't know that. So when you go in there and say I'm a, I'm a, just a dumbass and I need some help, they'll pull out your DE 214 and they will see where you've been. Da 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 da. So well, dang, you were here. You you uh, uh, and you don't know that unless you get up with one of these smart VSOs. So. Absolutely, and and with the Pact Act, they have. Yep. have got so many of these presumptive conditions. I was talking to a fellow the other night who's actually part of another veterans organization, had no idea about presumptive conditions. Uh, he, he was in the area where he was definitely going to be exposed to Agent Orange for a substantial amount of time, had, had neck cancer, and uh, it's one of the specific conditions right. listed and had, had not applied and uh, had, had already went through it and, and uh, he's, he's now uh, in remission and and uh, he's been missing out all this time. He could have been getting that free medical care and and free uh, and that extra stipend to help him live while he's dealing with that that injury uh, that that he's he's sustained from from uh, Agent Orange. You know, um, Devin, it's it's interesting just uh, kind of thinking about uh, what you just said, and 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 this is no no joke, no no poker or anything. But I think so many people see it as uh, as a free care or free support or free benefit let me tell you something it is an earned <laughs> entitlement you're, that you're is straight up right. what it is it, it's yeah. it's not real it's not free when i say free i mean that it's at no cost to the veteran That's because right. they did serve and uh and during their service they they sustained injuries that caused them they're paying the cost to, with, yeah, with they, their they bodies and their in their minds and well while 
Army can help teach a Marine uh, uh, different uh, vernacular and, and language <laughs> skills. I'm curious how the Marine's going to teach Army uh, math. <laughs> you just sit back. I'll show you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Crayola time. Hey, y'all, watch this. It might be written in crayon, but uh, it, it'll be right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so Chuck, we got just a few minutes left. And, uh, you know, again, I, I just want to draw back to uh, the impact that uh, Vietnam vets have had on me personally, my appreciation specifically for your generation, not uh, not that it, it's about what you did in Vietnam, but it's about what you've done for, for our generation, particularly Iraq, Afghanistan, Desert Storm vets, to make sure that we were properly welcomed home. The benefits that, uh, that I personally uh, have, I, I, I credit to Vietnam vets and uh, really appreciate you standing up fighting for those and, and those of post-65, all your, all your um, chapter members, and, and just uh, thank you for that. So the veterans that are out there, civilians that are out there that are listening, uh, that may would like to get involved with post-65 and the American Legion, how would they go about doing that, and, and what would you encourage them to do? They can either come by uh, the second Monday of the month at 6 o'clock at our post, or you can give me a call on my personal cell phone, which is 704-902-2901. And I will respond pretty quick, and we will get the ball rolling and welcome you, you uh, into our post. That is awesome. That's great. Well, hey, Chuck, we, we've really appreciated you being on the show. Um, I, I can't believe... Uh, the experiences that you've shared with us and uh and it's just been a great honor um next week uh we're gonna have another great show and we're just excited to have y'all out there listening to us you've been listening to pitting the pieces back together presented Pit, by pitting, pitting the pieces pitting, back oh together. my gosh pitting, can, we, pitting, can we roll the, the are music you, now are you worried about that, that slip? Yeah, you'll be all right. oh man you're listening to putting the pieces back together presented by purple heart homes here on wsic news talk now thanks <laughs> You've been listening to Putting the Pieces Back Together, brought to you by Purple Heart Homes. Please consider making a donation to this worthwhile cause dedicated to improving the lives of veterans one home at a time by visiting purplehearthomesusa.org. Join us again next Thursday at 3 p.m. for Putting the Pieces Back Together on WSIC News Talk Now.